investing in this Falcons offense was yeah, it's taken years off my life. I swear to God. And it's it's not because I'm worried about it. It's just because I'm I have to hear about it every day. Well, There's I of um, course I of course say all this without watching a single Falcons game this year. <laughs> Coming from a DJ Mora guy, uh year one is rough. Year two, you start to find peace. Uh year three, you become at peace with what's happening um <laughs> and realize it could never end. Is that <laughs> Is that like the stages of fantasy grief? (laughs) Yes. Welcome everybody to the week 12 2022 web X podcast this is a special week on the podcast because for 12 weeks been waiting to have a certain somebody on and recent events have made it so that we could wait no longer so without further ado joining me and caleb and frazier tonight is none other than dirty dave himself what is going on dave Oh man, this is uh this is great, guys. I haven't been on all season. Feels like perfect timing for this. So uh yeah, let's have some fun. I'm excited here. Let's do it. So there was some rumblings last week that we were gonna get a, a rant uh from you, and the rant was so long <laughs> that the video file was unsendable. And so in place of this behemoth of a rant we have decided to bring you on to the podcast and so before we get into the games dave i just got to ask you are you have you cleared any air or do you need to take some time here before we get started to vent about some things well like like any traumatic event it just takes time to simmer so have i calmed down a little bit yeah certainly have (laughs) um yeah apparently you you're, uh, even though you get a new phone, you still aren't able to send a two minute and 47 <laughs> second video file that apparently isn't, isn't possible. So, uh, yeah, glad to, <laughs> glad to be here to talk about that in a little bit more here, but, um, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll get right into it if it's okay, Mr. Host. Um, the floor is yours. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was certainly upset at the trade deadline when all these um you know everybody in the web media circle is pounding the table for dave to sell everything that he possibly can to get some better assets lineup fillers to make this run here and not only was that taken a little bit too far in my in my opinion my determination drive and my will to win was questioned and it was questioned quite powerfully (laughs) by Mingo himself. And that is mostly what upset me because I have been building up my team for, Oh, five years now, I would say. And I am, have been doing everything that I feel is best and in my power to win a damn championship. And 
you know, I'm still going to make smart decisions along with that. Um, things just didn't fall into place down there at the trade deadline. Um, and looking back on it two weeks later, some of the names that were brought up really haven't been been doing a whole lot either and wouldn't have helped me. But but still, I think that um, if there was a move that I would have that would have been smart, I would have done it. Um, but all in all, man, questioning my will to win, boys, that's that's where we draw the line. <laughs> you know, we all know that Dave is the ultimate competitor, but when you get on a platform and you put your Skip Bayless shoes on, you're going to say anything to get those listens. And so sometimes maybe that's what happens here on the web.com podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I would never recommend like if I was heart to hearting someone in web, I would tell you never trade those two year outbursts. But <laughs> if you look, play back the tapes of me this entire year, I've been telling people to do it over and over again. Yeah, it it just spiraled. Yeah, it's definitely a web pod thing where it just keeps unraveling into trying to get these narratives driven, and it probably went a little too far. Um, just trying to rile things up, but. It makes sense, you know, if you're not going to move those future firsts, it, if there wasn't a guy out there that you wanted to pay that price, I mean, can't fault you for it. Completely torching your future like maybe some other teams have. It was a classic It was a classic web podcast situation where you guys were going off about it for a couple minutes, and then <laughs> I forgot, but somebody says that, okay, well, he needs to make a move. Who is he going to trade for? And then you all just didn't say anything. <laughs> and then it's 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 Juju Cole Komet and fuck I don't know who you who you came up with, but there wasn't one. Classic. Uh, we just we start riff raffing, things get out of hand. I mean, look at us, look at us. This is why this is why Skip never invites Aaron Rodgers on first take or never. Yeah. In- we're getting called out here publicly. I mean, some might call it the state run media where there's just, there's, we're getting billions of dollars funneled in to try to <laughs> lobby against Dave keeping his firsts, but uh, maybe the insulin pens are responsible for some of that under the table cash, but not going to go into it. The point is, yeah. Okay. That's fair, Dave. And I'm glad you came back on to the show and we were able to have this conversation and we can all move forward. Definitely. Definitely. So yeah, let's, we, we always give people their voice uh, for now. <laughs> for, for now. <laughs> well, let's move forward into week 12. And there was one game this week that stood head and shoulders above the rest of the action this week. And that was the game that we talked about last week. It was set up after a crippling defeat. Uh, the rebel Alliance loses and the keel pros, while they also lose to the insulin pens, they put up a very respectable total. And suddenly it sets up a situation where Caleb was now playing for an opportunity to seize the fifth playoff spot with two weeks to go. And that is exactly what happened. The Keel pros come out victorious in week 12 and move into playoff 
position. What a comeback. Yeah, I mean, this was a huge week. This was the game it's been leading up to. It's been a tumultuous season. Um, I mean, the first half of the season was just a mess. And then things sort of took a turn after the bipocalypse at 113. Um, started putting up, you know, solid numbers. 192, 207 in the loss to Tim. Felt like a turning point somehow even in a loss. And, I mean, this week... It really, like, it was pretty much out of reach the entire, like, it started on Thursday. Josh Allen had a big game. Uh, Julian Love had a big game. And Josh's guys put up single-digit numbers, and it pretty much carried through the rest of the, the game, honestly. Um, pretty much came down to Sunday night. I mean, things were going way too well, and obviously something had to go awry. So Chauncey Gardner-Johnson gets hurt, and Miles Sanders puts up 30, and then Najee Harris gets hurt. So... I mean, it was kind of a sour taste in my mouth to end, but I mean, this game was just so big, so important, like my season on the line and to come through, put good as, as, through a solid effort and now controlling my own destiny with a 60 point advantage, advantage on Josh. Um, it was huge. It it was huge for this season. That's just been a, a mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this game didn't feel even though it ended up like a, only a 21 point gap between the two of you for the amount of just pure depression that came out of josh this week you would have thought it was like a 60 point game which it was until like the end with miles sanders and whatnot um and yeah i think it's the defense caleb's defense just always comes on at the end of the year i don't know what it is if he's just just grinding the wire longer than anyone else has the the energy to um but the defense 96 in week 10 101 in week 11 and 96 again in week 12 and it's no coincidence that he He's getting hot here with that defense after we we completely wrote him off. It was basically right when I did completely write this team off when things changed. <laughs> so, Caleb, you mentioned Bipocalypse. It was a turning point for you. Coming out of Bipocalypse, you have been averaging in the three weeks since that point 1973 points per game that is much more in line with the keel pros team we expected to see coming into 2022 and phrase what you mentioned there with the defense 98.1 points per game during that three game stretch so this defense is operating at an extremely high level right now as is the rest of the team and suddenly I mean, man, the Rebel Alliance is in full panic mode. I, I, you gotta imagine. I mean, it, it's certainly not over, but I mean, it's he had he had the cushion, and the cushion disappeared in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you look back at the, just like we were looking at the defense for Caleb, you can look at the defense for Josh, and it just goes to show how important it is. It can, it can help stabilize a team like Caleb's, and then on uh, Josh's side. When it goes cold, it can make your team a lot more inconsistent. Um, I think Josh is probably averaging mid six mid sixties in points per game on defense the last four weeks, um, and that was kind of what was spearheading his early season run. And the offense hasn't been able to pick up the slack. Um, uh, a rough loss to Caleb here, and then he also has Tim coming into town this week. Um, I think something like a what is it like a sixty point gap to Caleb in the tiebreaker, so things. Things are dire, so um, I don't fault Josh for the the feelings that were coming out of that camp this week. 
There, there was also an interesting chestnut checkers move by me in the waivers where this Tyrell Dodson guy was filling in for Edmonds last week and had a really big week. And I was very close to, I was, cause I was ahead of him in waivers. So I could have claimed him and, and cucked uh, Josh, but I decided against it. So Dodson gets in Josh's lineup and he played 10 snaps with one tackle. Uh, Klein took over. So that was kind of a big swing there because he could have put in like a Leonard Williams who scored 12. But yeah, for Josh, uh, I mean, this is kind of in line with what we've seen like the past four weeks, honestly, most of the season where teams were playing down to his level and now they're not really playing down to his level. And this is what's happening. And it's tough because he did, he, he went pretty much all in. I mean, he's, you saw the tweet. He's looking ahead to 2026 draft picks. So, I mean, it's not all over here by any means. I mean, we're tied right now. And if I, I mean, I play a, Fra- a dangerous Frazier team coming up here, and then I got Dave to end the season. So, um, he's definitely still right in it, but he's going to need to see those point totals increase. I mean, pretty much next week. <laughs> I think that, I think he's still all right, guys. And I say that because, um, since he's gotten Dalvin Cook in the lineup here, he's had, uh, what, seven points and eight points. Very, very uncharacteristic for him. Um, Miles Sanders looks unbelievable. He pops off for 29, 29 and a half this week, and that looks like it's going to continue. Maybe not that high, but he's still going to be somebody solid in his lineup. Um, Tyler Boyd, without Jamar Chase, having only 2.6 points, that didn't make sense. I mean – and just other than that, defense really underperformed this week. Um, he still has DeAndre Swift. Hopefully that can turn into what it should be down the stretch, right? He's on his bench <laughs> this week. Isaiah Pacheco might be the guy in Kansas City, okay? He can fill him in into his lineup there as well, possibly. Um, Christian Kirk had a down week. He should turn things around. Trevor Lawrence looks amazing. But um, – yeah, I, I think I think he's still got it. I think he still can can pop off. Um, Lamar can get it going. He still was only 170 this week, but I, I don't think 200 points is is too far fetched for him. So um, yeah, two weeks to go. I think he's all right. Yeah, and that's what he that's what he needs this week. Even if he's playing Tim, who looks pretty unbeatable right now, and we'll talk about him. Um, he needs to close up that scoring gap this week win or lose um to put himself in a position to stay alive week 14 at this point also i'm wondering maybe a quick uh dialogue on deandre swift you brought him up i got into like a heated argument at the uh gravel pit with some locals and (laughs) i mean deandre swift this season like at first i wrote it off as him being hurt but he's been a full participant in practices like the last three weeks and he hasn't had more than six carries since week three like he's healthy but he's only playing 30 percent of the snaps jamal is getting like 17 18 carries a game swift did have eight targets this week four catches for 24 yards but i mean what do you guys think of this it's just it seems like jamal is taking over the running workload and leaving the scraps for Swift, who came into the season as, like, maybe a top six, seven dynasty running back. Dan Campbell Dan Campbell loves Jamal Williams, and Jamal Williams is, like, the leader of that team. So he's had some success. So it just seems like they're just riding with, with the old veteran. And, 
um, <laughs> not getting swift opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been the biggest Swift fan, but I might be ready to to throw in the towel here. He might just be an expensive Antonio Gibson. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> he's out of line, but he's right. That's the meme. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I we we did say earlier this season that DeAndre Swift, I mean, it, it needed to be kind of a shining star on a team that was good, but kind of lacked that star power luckily for the rebel alliance uh, well first of all he's made some moves brings chris godwin back home godwin's looking great um and then you know finding some potential budding you know presences on this team miles sanders resurgence and isaiah pacheco as well but swift was sort of that glimmer of hope for him and it it's not looking great um which you know, it, it, it puts the, the future of the, of the team sort of in question. I mean, there's obviously he's still fighting for a playoff spot this year, but beyond this year, what does it look like? That's sort of more up in the air than maybe we anticipated. I will say to end on an optimistic note for the rebel Alliance, it was his season high on the offense this week, 107.7. So even with some of the struggles and the you know weird lineup decisions that he has to make, he's he is seeing progress on that side. It really is the defense right now that is limiting him. He has not eclipsed 70 points on defense for four weeks in a row. So it was a top-scoring defense for most of the season, and now it has completely collapsed. If he can get some of that production back, then he might be okay. But more question marks than I'm sure he's comfortable with and certainly uh, look to rectify that in the next two weeks here. But beyond this game, I mean, it was pretty chalky this week in Webb, and uh, that th- I'm just going to turn it right over to the man of the hour here. We got Dirty Dave and David Wilson Batman. So, Dave, I got to ask you because... Since the 313 bomb, things have been kind of weird. Tell me where you're at right now. Certainly. Um, Yeah, it's no secret, man. We have we have kind of slid slid a little bit and it's it's a mix of um, injuries and simply mainstays that aren't are underperforming. Um, McCaffrey just he looks dinged up. He looks beat up. I I'm really a little bit concerned with him and AJ Brown has, has slid off and Alvin Kamara. Wow. That saints offense is terrible and it's really, really affecting him, him considerably. He only had seven carries this week. Um, he's getting some targets in the, um, in the flats, but, there's nowhere for him to run and they're they know that as an offense. So they're not really giving him that many carries either. So other than that, I uh, got a zero out of my tight end spot. Obviously that's an issue. Um, I have no clue who the hell to start at tight end. Um, Hunter Henry is going to be my tight end. This there week. it is. Rolling, <laughs> rolling with Hunter Henry it's the week by week. Take it week by so, week. Yeah, that, uh, it, it's been a mess, but I, I still really like what my defense is doing. Um, I've got some solid linebackers, and Michael Walker's been good since getting him over. Derwin James is unbelievable. 
Um, Patrick Queen's still been been solid, putting up numbers even with Roquan over. But here here's my thing, and I I knew that I was going to slide a little bit with Cooper Cup's injury and um, Darren Waller not in there, so there was going to be some shifting pieces, but. I just got to make the playoffs and hopefully I get the three seed. That That's my whole thing. Um, I think I'm still in a good spot for that um, with the p- total points. I think I'll be okay as long as I can um, take care of business this week and then um, hopefully get a win week 14. But make the playoffs and then anything can happen after that. Hopefully I can heal up. I love that Dave's entered the let's just make the playoffs. I've been <laughs> yeah. there, man. Yep. I mean, this team, did Cooper Cup get hurt after the 313 game? Was that that next game? It was the game after that one. Yeah. I mean, first of all, Sean McVay is a moron for leaving his starters. He did that earlier in the season, and it almost boned me in that Monday night game where they were down two scores, like 50 seconds left, and they just kept throwing it to guys. And what do you know? They're down like that again. No reason to have starters, and you throw to Cooper Cup, and he gets hurt. So, I mean – that's just really dumb, and I hope they learn from that. <laughs> um, that's definitely hurt the team. I mean, you just, you can't replace Cooper Cup. It wouldn't matter if you traded for anyone. There's no replacing Cooper Cup. And Darren Waller being hurt has made it really difficult as well. Um, I will compliment some some spots here. I mean, these DBs are probably that's probably the best DB core in the league. Von Bell's kind of slowed down a little bit, but Jordan, Jordan Poirier went healthy as a machine. Uh, Derwin James might be a defensive player that definitely is a defensive player of the year candidate. I mean, the numbers he's putting up at DB are, I mean, they're linebacker numbers. They're good linebacker numbers. So uh, that's great. Patrick Queen has been playing 100% of snaps, even with Roquan there. So that's been nice. So I think this defense is still really good. Um, Aaron Donald getting hurt could make things interesting at the D-line spot. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, it's still a good team. We've just sort of lost the upside, I think, with the Cooper Cup injury. Yeah, we got. I'm I'm gonna bring this up a few times because we're getting very very close, and I feel like some of these award races are very tight. And where some years somebody kind of jumps out in front. Uh, Derwin James, yes, Caleb, absolutely needs to be in the conversation right now. I mean, this is a Defensive Player of the Year finalist last season. And he might be right on his way to maybe taking that one home this year. I mean, yeah, he might be an MVP candidate. I mean, <laughs> you don't see numbers like this out of a DB ever, mm-hmm. basically. So, definitely. Six tackles is his lowest of the year in a yeah. game. And it was in week one. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So, insane stuff. The defense certainly doing its part to mitigate some of these offensive injuries and, and struggles. Um, but you know, it's, it was take care of business this week. You get the job done. You keep moving. Like you said, you're in a pretty good position right now in terms of getting that three seed. You got a pretty significant points advantage over Calvin with, and, and, uh, the milkers have a game against pirate crew remaining who they did beat by the way, but, uh, not a, not an easy task to do that twice for them. So the boys are sitting. Okay. Uh, on the other side of this one, David Wilson, Batman. I mean, I just have one question is Christian Watson, the greatest wide receiver in NFL history. I'm not ruling it out at this point. He is literally Randy Moss. If you look at yeah. the nickname, so literally, mm-hmm. yeah, it's good to see, good to see him 
um, kind of make up for for the the sky disappointment. At least I didn't completely blow the first round um, at this point. So good to see him showing flashes of uh, some of that athleticism, showing he's uh, much more than just uh, MVS clone. Um, so that's good. Good to see that. Oh, uh, yeah. Christian Watson has been insane. I like how Sleeper added the wide receiver ranks for the week. Uh, mm-hmm. Week 10, wide receiver 2. Week 11, wide receiver 5. Week 12, wide receiver 8. And that was is with it, uh, injured Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love coming in and uh, doing the same thing. So, I mean, yeah, he, he looks awesome. He's been game-breaking. If he stays healthy, it doesn't even matter if he gets drops because he s- still gets the ball and makes big plays right now. So... That's huge for this team. I mean, you pair up Watson and Jamar Chase, the big play upside is just insane. Yeah, Watson. Watson looks like like he did at North Dakota State. Like you always worry about the small school transferring over, but his athleticism is showing through. Um, yeah, for the future, um, a wide receiver core of Watson, Jamar Chase, DJ Moore. Um, I mean. That's that's really solid going forward. Mm-hmm. I don't like that we're getting a lot of run for these young guys. David Bell getting in the starting lineup. Sky Reps. Moore, yep, getting them in there. Um, yep. Uh, Tyler Algier and Isaiah Spiller might be the most common one-two started <laughs> web running back tandem this year. Um, so they've been real steady for me. Um, always able to slot them in. So, yep. Best ability is availability, and they've been mm-hmm. available. That they have. oh my god all right well uh moving on we have a team that is sort of changing the narrative of webex a little bit and that is the insulin pens because following a week one defeat to the pirate crew the writing was on the wall for Tim and the and the insulin pens to be second fiddle to the pyro crew once again, and that's what it looked like was going to happen. But suddenly, with two weeks to play here, the insulin pens have found another gear and have closed this gap, the war plus gap. So now it's it's not even a matter of you know being he's going to be the second best team ever. This has a legitimate chance to be the best team in Webb's history if he can continue to outperform the Pirate Crew. This was three consecutive week highs for him, which ties a Webb record, uh, which was done three times by Parker. Wait, Parker did it three times. Parker and that's it. Had three consecutive or three wow. different instances of three consecutive week highs, and nobody else has a single one of those except for now the insulin pens. Oh, wow. I thought you were gonna say more names and then you're like three <laughs> times for <laughs> just, yeah. just cut it off like <laughs> stew on that. Yeah. It, you know, Parker deserves a whole little little shine. Uh web legend. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, taking control, he's now has the same amount of week highs as Dan has this year, five. Um, they have all but two, which are to Dave. So every week high is within this big three, um, which is crazy. Uh, he's outscoring Dan by 40 points a game the last three weeks. Um, and yeah, it's it's arguable that he's right there with Dan. 50-50 coin flip in a matchup right now at worst. Um, 
had a great trade deadline. It looks like it's translating to the scoring. Um, and it's it's great to see um, as as the only pod member who picked this team uh, for the title in the preseason pod. Um, I'm going full Tim fanboy <laughs> the rest of the year here. I mean, it's been incredible. Like I said, the three-week highs, like you say it might be a coin flip between him and Dan right now. I don't know. I mean, Dan's kind of maxed out at 208 the last three weeks, and Tim's low during that stretch is 230. And the two games Tim has lost, he scored 221 and 219. Like, this is just an insane season. Mm-hmm. And again, I will touch on the, the job he's done on defense because it showed up again this week. He's the number one scoring defense. He trades for Brian Burns, scores 22 this week. Um, he acquired Roquan in trade. He's still in do, doing good. Traded for Hufanga, scored 13. Traded for Sneed, scored 18. Traded for Josie Jewell, scored 15. So even like these low-key guys, low-key trades like Jewell and Sneed and Hufanga he traded JOK for, like it's all coming through for him. So I mean, this defense is amazing. This offense, even if someone has like a kind of a down week, it doesn't matter because – Hertz is scoring 30. Amin-Ra comes in with 23. Like, across the board, it's just insane. And he has all the bases covered because he's got Zeke on his bench with 16, Jamal on his bench with 10, Jones on his bench with 17, Zaire Franklin, the guy he traded for, had 10. Like, this team is so deep and so good. It's, for me, firmly the best team in the web right now. Yeah. Um, firing, firing all so on all cylinders, offense and defense. Jalen Hurts looks like the the guy. I mean, other than that, the only problem that he might have is some sit start decisions because yeah. he's so deep, right? Like mm-hmm. you put in Aaron Jones for Tony Pollard, then he's gonna pop off. I mean, I don't think we'll see Zeke in the lineup. You, you're probably keeping Saquon in there. Um, Amon Ra is putting up huge numbers. I mean, this uh, Tim's dangerous. He really is. And uh, with Kelsey in there too now, I mean, I think that's what. What do you guys think? I mean, that's been the biggest difference with the last three weeks mm-hmm. that he's put up. He's got Kelsey in there now. Yeah, Hopkins back. It's it's scary. Mm-hmm. It's well. First of all, the Kelsey trade. I mean, it's it's going to go down as the trade that wins in the championship if if it comes to that point, because I don't think it was lost in the dynasty discussion of the trade value. The point was that he was getting Travis Kelsey for the remainder of this season, which is an invaluable player. It just so happens that you make this trade with a team that's, you know, on the wrong side of success. Well, no matter what happens from this point forward with Kyle Pitts or Travis Kelsey, I mean, the point is he got prime Travis Kelsey, MVP level Travis Kelsey, and that has made him, I think I agree with you, Caleb, the best team in web. I, If the season were to end right now, I'm taking the insulin pens to win the championship. And what's also just also impressive as we're glowing over this team, he doesn't have any firsts for the next three years, but... He's got two seconds this year in a deep class. He's got two seconds next year and two seconds in 2025. So he hasn't completely sold the farm. He now all of a sudden has a pretty proven track record record drafting. Um, So I don't know. This team, even though, you know, maybe it's a little older in some areas, like he's proven himself as a drafter. He makes these nice plays to go get defensive guys. Like this could 
we've talked about like the longevity of some of these teams, and I think this team could be maybe not quite at this level, but very, very good for the foreseeable future. And if he if he wanted to, he can because of how good his depth is. He still has some young pieces. There's no question that he couldn't make a move to get a oh, yeah. in the future or even for next year if he wanted to. Yeah, if there's a guy he really likes in the first this year or next year, like he's got the ammo to go get him. Definitely. And going back to Dave's point where he's going to struggle with start-sit decisions, it's it's good that normally this guy is very level-headed when people go off on his <laughs> bench, so um, that shouldn't bother him too much. <laughs> Why didn't you start Zeke this week, Tim? Dude, Tony Pollard, come on. <laughs> I can't wait for the 40 bomb from one of these running backs on his bench in the playoffs. <laughs> oh, my God. That costs him. Ugh. The belt. Oh, I don't you started that. Saquon over Damian Pierce, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Just introduced some very bad juju. I'm sorry, oh, Tim. Oh, no. Um, oh, no. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Herb, your enthusiasm. So, I mean, he runs into the Insulin Pens train this week. But, man, hey, this is the ins- the uh, Herb, your enthusiasm's best week since week four. It, we've been very down on this team. It's been a rough ride for him with this extended losing streak and the back-to-back week lows. Uh, but back up this week, 184. And, hey, we had an Elijah Moore sighting, everyone. Thanks, Mike White, for being the fucking greatest quarterback on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. Great to at least see some spark out of this team. He was pretty down bad. He was averaging 119 over the last four weeks, three-week lows. Um, so at this point, it's just nice to get some good vibes um, in this building. Uh, if he would have started... Josh Allen over Aiden Hutchinson. He would have maybe drop 190 this week, which would have been crazy. Yeah, I don't know why he started Hutchinson. You know, he's been on a good stretch, but you're going against a Bills team who has a good offensive line, and Josh Allen is pretty tough to sack. So uh, I have to question that start set decision. Mm-hmm. Um. Honestly, I don't want to put out the T word, but I, we're all thinking it. No, but in all seriousness, like this is a really good week. Kenneth Walker um, scored a couple touchdowns. Pittman, eleven targets and a touchdown. Hawkinson looked good. Um, Quay Walker had a big game. He's had a really nice stretch while uh, Campbell's been out. So, yeah, this is more of what we're expecting uh, from this Riley team. And honestly, I'm, for his sake, I'm, I'm hoping it carries going forward. This uh, Devin Lloyd thing is interesting because we basically pegged him the the D Roy through yep. through five weeks and he has done the opposite of the rookie uh, ramp up. <laughs> He's ramping downwards currently, so that's that's an interesting uh, dynamic right now. Yeah, Chad Muma has taken over that role and might be starting for me this week. So, and that's actually a name that Riley brought up to me in the first place. So I feel a little bad that. Uh, Mumu Mike, come, come guy's me. birthday, man. You're gonna do this uh, to him on the podcast. No, no. birthday tomorrow. It's true. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, loophole. But yeah, good good week for Riley. I want to let. Can we end it on a positive for him? Let's end it on yeah. a AJ positive Dillon. Note. AJ Dillon looked good. I got it. Yeah, uh, Justin Herbert, 34 points. Hey, who, who needed to back. pick those back up? Keenan Allen back in the lineup for back for the Chargers, and and yeah. Herbert looked good. 
Herbert, not just a social media quarterback. <laughs> More than the hair. <laughs> um, all right. Happy birthday, Riley. Moving on. Uh, since we're kind of writing them off here, let's talk about the pirate crew going up against the money makers this week. So the pirate crew, from what I'm hearing right now, the sentiment is changing despite the fact that the team is still performing, obviously at an extremely high level. We are only four weeks removed from the second highest total in Webb's history. Uh, but since that game, he is, I'm going to say only averaging 203.9 points per game. While the insulin pens are averaging far above that. So What's going on with the pirate crew? <laughs> Is it time to panic? <laughs> Nothing. Knock it off, you guys. That's you three are going off the rails again. Damn it! Still the best I'm team not, in the world. Knock it off. Enough. Whoa. Enough. Three. <laughs> You're doing it again. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna look at the big picture. It's gonna be crazy three years from now looking back at these two teams. How far and above uh, the other two, the all the other teams they are, how far and above they are of even looking at any web team in web history. The fact that Dan's averaging 203 right now and vibes are low is insane. Um, I just can't wait to watch them play each other. Week 16, 17, I don't, can't keep 17. track. <laughs> We, yeah, I can't wait. Of course there's no reason to panic. It's the fucking pirate crew. They have a plus 10 war plus on the season. Jeez Louise, pod squad. Shut the fuck up. Thank you. Thank Maintaining you. the 10-2. I mean, I he's... Mean, yeah. It's It sucks because, like, obviously I'm still in the running and Dave is too, but, like, we'd be lying if we wouldn't be... Very, it would be very cool to see Tim and, and Dan clash in the title. I mean, <laughs> it would just play, be the sick. other playoff teams are like, oh, if I lose, it's not, yeah. it's not that bad. I, I mean, Caleb, it's bad, but like, it'd be, you know, it'd be a sick matchup. Yeah. And the Caleb versus Dan's scoring thing right now is makes it even like crazier. Like, we were just like looking at Caleb's team, like 197. Look, he's heating up. <laughs> he's heating up. Dan's at 203. And it's like, what uh, is wrong? <laughs> this. The Caleb Dave championship game is going to be pretty awesome, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the farmer Cal Caleb or me and yeah. Calvin game when Tim loses yeah. and yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. But getting, I mean Dan here, like he he has two oh seven and none of his guys really popped off. If you look through things for him this week, like everybody's in double digits, but there is nobody is that right yeah nobody scored over 20 points this week and he still put up 207 yeah talk about consistency and like just guys doing their job getting it done well we talked about it last week i mean the offensive floor on this team is so high that it almost makes like a bad week, nearly impossible. I mean, there's only one instance all season where the team has dipped below 180. Uh, otherwise, it's always been above 190 for the ent- for the entirety of the season, and a lot of those are 200 point games. I mean, yeah, the, he's he's fine. He's getting overshadowed right now by the insulin pens, but 
I mean, this is all short-term memory. It, it takes one big 35-point Derrick Henry week to be like, oh, yeah, this the Pirate Crew is unstoppable. And also I want to shout out the Tyler Lockett trade because at the time I was kind of like, why are you taking, why are you making your opponent better with uh, Aaron Donald? But Tyler Lockett has been in a very valuable addition and a starting lineup piece for this team. And he's been having a great uh, stretch since the trade. I mean, I feel like that's been Tyler Lockett's entire career has just been like, no one really wants to make a move for him. He's never talked about as like a top dynasty asset, but year in, year out, he's wide receiver 12, wide receiver 15, wide receiver eight. Like he probably has had one of the most underrated careers that, that of a re- receiver has seen, honestly. Mm-hmm. Does his job. That's why he was on my team forever, boys. Um, it, it, the trade really helped us both. I mean, it, it helps his lineup a lot. It's, Dan talked about he he's much more comfortable with Lockett in there than Cortland Sutton, so it's worked out for him. And since week eight, Tyler Lockett has 14, 15, 11, and then 14.3 this week after a bye week. You'd take that in your lineup any, any day. Sure would. Let's talk about my lineup. <laughs> the Moneymakers. Uh, what did I write this week? Franchise record losing streak continues. <laughs> Headline <laughs> on the Web Times. <laughs> uh, over on Bally Sports. Money <laughs> yeah. You got Colin and Carter arguing about, <laughs> is this team finished? I'd pay to see that. Yeah. Uh, it sucks. Moneymakers are terrible. One bright spot. The quarterback room. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> quarterback controversy, maybe. Uh, Trevor Lawrence becomes the greatest quarterback. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Higgs QB Thanks. becomes the best quarterback in the NFL. Uh, and Toddler Murray, I mean, 28 um, points. Toddler back on the block, maybe? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I there was a there was a, a report that came out that a, one web owner may have said some unsavory things about Kyler Murray after the trade. Uh, Dave, did you hear anything about that? I I don't know if I heard anything, but while we're talking about Kyler Murray, I did I did think that you overpaid for him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't believe that you gave Tim Aaron Jones so cheap, but uh, I believe the word was not startable. Dave, does that sound familiar? Uh, you did have another quarterback that outscored him this week. Um. <laughs> uh, well, you know, an interesting thing: Kyler Murray has outscored Kirk Cousins each of the yeah. last three weeks. Son of a bitch! Come on, Make now. <laughs> <laughs> do that when I'm not here. <laughs> Hey, you know, I just crunched some numbers. I'm sorry. Kirk had That's... 26.8 and Kyler had 20. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll 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 re uh, I'll resend that course. Murray's been better than I expected he's been this year. So you got a great QB room going forward and move one of them, keep one. I mean, keep both, keep one. You're you're in a good spot there. Thanks. Also, if the uh fantasy 
or web fantasy receipts caught anything. Uh, Brian Robinson oh, no. uh, heard what I said and averaged five point eight three yards a carry. So uh, you know what? I'll take my L's. I'll take my L's. He can run for more than four yards a carry. Listen, there was. I'm I'm pissed about this. There was a, a literally a bi daily post on our dynasty that was like. What do we think about Brian Robinson? And every single one of those, the top 18 comments were, he sucks. He's he's not athletic. He's terrible. He's a jag. Well, you know what, man? Why don't you get shot in the fucking leg two times and then go try to play NFL football two months removed from that happening? Every single, I don't even care if Brian Robinson sucks from this point forward. Every single person that was trying to tell me that Brian Robinson was an unathletic player. I mean, give me a fucking break, man. Maybe he's not dynamic like Antonio Gibson, but my God, let's not talk about the 6'3", 240, 235 running back who can move like that as unathletic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I felt felt the same way. I know how you felt because... Not with the gunshot part, but there was a YouTube video. Someone I've like subscribed to who has like all these good videos, and they put on a video. Video Rashad White is historically bad. Like five <laughs> weeks into the season, historically, I was like, we, are we haven't seen weeks. anything like it before. Yeah, like his yards per carry are just like the worst we've ever seen, and I was just like. All right, buddy, let's take a chill pill five weeks in the season behind the worst offensive line in the league. Like, but yeah, I mean, Robinson looked good. Credit to him. Uh, was it first hundred yard rushing game? And he had a truck stick into the end zone. So, I mean, yeah. the commanders in general are somehow looking better with Heineken behind the wheel. Yeah. Speaking of people, we should just hold off burying. We should, I think people are getting too in on Diami so far. I mean, he's only <laughs> a year and a half in. these commanders players man they just yeah i'm so i'm worried about terry mclaurin because of diami brown's emergency i mean he could have i mean you're three breakout i mean while we're touching on mediocre players that have gotten some hype terrace marshall has he fallen off from the (laughs) okay okay hold on a damn second he was hurt this week oh so he's been dealing with an injury i mean he's been they i Baker comes back in worst quarterback in the NFL <laughs> and he still had a great, a little nice game. I thought it was like PJ Walker's just feeding the guy. No Baker comes in. They know, they know what they got. Just wait, wait for year three. I, while we're I'm talking about, your, <laughs> while you're talking about your receivers here, um, there is a certain player that, that you've, you've talked about a little bit with your team is a certain young piece. Um, Mr. Drake London. Is there any concern oh, with him for oh, you? God, he, don't say that to me. Go. Oh, he's no. never, he's, yeah, yeah. It, yep, that's right. Um, I mean, Christian Watson's going off. Uh, other rookie receivers. Garrett Wilson has a huge week, right? Um, George Pickens looks Ooh, good. But Drake more. London, I have a good stat. <laughs> I got a stat here, okay? Since week four, Drake London has had 40 yards or less every single week. He has not eclipsed 40 oh, yards since week four any concerns with him absolutely not Hmm. everything that 
Everything that doesn't show up on the stat sheet is telling you that Drake London is having one of the best rookie seasons for wide receiver this season. It's just that, wow, we got to stop talking about Kyle Pitts, but we get to continue talking (laughs) about Drake London because they both play on a historically low-volume passing offense with Marcus fucking Mariota trying to throw the ball around. I mean, I saw the tweet again. We're still talking about Kyle Pitts because I just saw a tweet today that was like second in uh, average yards per route run, second in target, second in this, second this, 28th in fantasy points. And I'm like, yep, okay, cool. Can we just get Derek Carr in the building? Trade 15 for Derek Carr after the season and let's figure this out because I am so sick and tired of hearing about it. Yeah, Mingo's uh Charlie Kelly in the mailroom this year and his his board that he has stuff pinned on is just Dynasty Reddit posts. Oh <laughs> I don't understand why you keep looking because you see like an, an angry Dynasty Reddit post like every week. It's like, a, it's like it's why like a, do you keep going back? Because yeah. I hate myself and I go in there and it's like <laughs> oh my god there was the one post I never reply to these either I never get involved but then there was the one that was like are we worried about Drake London? And it was like week eight. And I, I was, I just replied, no, like <laughs> knock it off. I mean, dear God, ah, God fires me up. Well, he, he is getting a lot of snaps and there isn't much production. He might be blocking really well. Uh, I mean, I'll give great you blocker. Yep. Yep. That'll keep him. That'll keep him on the field. So, well, let's, move on from all those shenanigans and talk about a team that's actually good. That is the legendary milkers going up against the dynasty team this week. And man, the milkers, I like we're talking about this here. Obviously it is a, it is the pens and it is the pirate crew, but man, the milkers are playing really, really nicely right now. This is the third consecutive nine or higher whip for him. Uh, so he is really hitting his stride here, all things considered. And this was without the Josh Jacobs bomb in the lineup. I mean, it ends up not mattering, but I mean, you had the 47 in there and this is a hell of a week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This team's looking really, really scary. It's kind of a race to the one seed, uh, edge that Dan had now where it's, you got Tim who's going to have Dave. Dan should have Calvin. I mean, those are equally, and you might even be more scared of Calvin at this point, um, games at this point. Uh, so that's that's impressive for the Milkers. Um, and I think this is like the first time ever that this team has looked scary going into the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's been great. I mean, he hasn't had quite maybe the ceiling as a Dan or a Tim, but he's just been really consistent. He's been battling injuries this year, you know, with TJ Watt out and Mike Williams out. But now Watt's back in the lineup. We still haven't seen the big boom Watt game, so I'm sure that's coming. Um, yeah, just across the board. I mean, he's deep at running back now, deep enough to, you know, JT Connor's been playing well. Ramondre Stevenson with Damian Harris out. Like, he's basically getting the James White treatment. He gets nine catches, six catches. I mean, how many does he have on the season? He's got 50 receptions. 50 receptions from Andre Stevenson. That's wild. He's the RB8 in fantasy right now. So um, gave up that 25 first for him, and it's looking pretty solid. Yeah, um, looking looking really good here. Um, he's got some great depth at running back. Um, but he 
he's in a good spot because, I mean, yeah, the defense can pick it up a little bit, but guys like Fred Warner have been unbelievable. Um, I mean, this is this is a really really good team. Um, I'm 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 worried a little bit. Like he he could he could sneak up there. Like forecasting for the playoffs now, there's a very very high possibility that he's the three seed mm-hmm. and I'm in the play in game right now. He's got Dan next week or he's got Dan week 14, excuse me. But if Calvin finishes 10 and four, um, and well, I'll go on to my next thing. What's, what's the most wins that Calvin's had? I know he had one good year in there, but he's been the perpetual seven and seven team, right? Like, has he had nine wins before? His best season was nine and five. That was 2016. Okay. That was the year he made the title game and he might eclipse that this season. So, um, yeah, I mean, really, really nice season. Justin Jefferson. I mean, I said, we're going to talk about this a little bit. We didn't, I, I didn't mention Josh Allen. I think he's maybe playing himself back into the MVP conversation. If Caleb makes the playoffs, but Justin Jefferson might just be the next best thing. He, he might be the best thing. I mean, this guy has been incredible. He had a little bit of a weird stretch, and now he's turned it right back on. Huge reason why this team is producing at the level that it is. And, uh, yeah, somebody made a really insightful prediction that Justin Jefferson was going to be MVP this year, and that that might just come true. I don't remember who said it, but I think they were smart. Was it you? I, it, yeah, it was me. Smart. Interesting. interesting. Nice. Wow. That's, yeah. Interesting that's... how Mingo thinks Jefferson is the MVP front runner when he predicted that he'd be the MVP. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. This Let's hear it, Caleb. Out. Who's yours, Josh Allen? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Maybe. Um, also, it's interesting. This team, I feel like this defense is like the anti Dave, at least at the DBs, because he rolls out of bed and starts Charvarius Ward, Andre Sisko, and John Johnson, <laughs> whose name has been brought up more than once this season. Uh, but the rest we're still the- doing this. We're still <laughs> doing this, Caleb. I tried, Calvin. I tried. I really did. I tried to not let it happen. They just overpowered me, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you're taking and screaming. Frazier's holding him down and. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, Andre Cisco, promising young player. Very aggressive. That's all I had. Is that was that your point, Caleb? Yeah, I just wanted you just, you just wanted to bring up John Johnson, didn't you? <laughs> well, <laughs> also in every week. <laughs> comes a game at this point. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Did no. you just say also? Did you have another point, Caleb? Oh, no. Well, maybe. Uh, Melvin Gordon got released, which is kind of wild, but now he's on the Chiefs. Badger number four on the move. Um, yeah. It's going to be RB number four on the Chiefs. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, the Dynasty team. So he had a week low this week, which it's not great, but was the highest week low of the season 150 is a week low so you know points were up across the board this week um man uh 
the money makers linebackers just must have really fucking hated playing for me <laughs> because since they moved well Devin White specifically since he moved over has become the top dynasty asset that I thought I was trading for um and man the team is I we're saying this every week but that defense is looking great and some of the young pieces again showing up this week and just another another little nice week despite a week low weird that you can say that but it kind of was Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it might not be a week low. I'm once again dancing with the devil here. I'm only like point <laughs> three points above him, so we're going to be not sleeping well tonight. Uh, <laughs> that's all I have to look forward to is keeping through the rebuild without a week low. Um, but yeah, Jordan Brooks is in, is incredible. This guy's unbelievably consistent from the linebacker spot, so he's going to be a nice piece. Um, yeah, it's uh, ETN hurt. I don't know if that's if that was bad or not. I I saw it's the foot, which always scares me. With yeah, him. I think he's expected to play this week, which is good. Okay, that's good. That's good to hear for Colin. Uh, Burks, another good game, seventy yards receiving, following up his one hundred eleven against uh, Green Bay. So healthy Traylon starting to show signs, and got the AJ Brown versus Traylon Burks game this week. Philly versus Tennessee. So uh, that'll be kind of cool to watch. Actually, yeah. maybe I'll pose a question while we're going off the rails this pod. Um, Dave, would you trade? Actually, no, you wouldn't. After the season, would you trade A.J. Brown for Traylon Burks? Oh, man. I, I love me some Traylon. Everybody knows that. And it's really nice for Colin to see him to see him starting to produce. But I I don't think I would yet. I would I would need a little bit more. But um, Colin, you know, you can always give me a call. <laughs> oh. Consider that door left open. I just need a little more. Come to the gala, ready to make some fucking trades, man. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'll be wearing my camo, and I will be at the gala and uh, ready ready to talk. Zach, does that camo come with neon lights or anything? Or Does it glow? Is it, uh, is it like blaze actually, orange? Yeah, wear your blaze orange. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's, that's, that's an neon. easy cop out. Right. Yeah. It is. Awesome. Flamboyant. I can't wait. Yeah, flamboyant Dave wearing <laughs> blaze orange. <laughs> Look at us finding compromises that everyone's happy with. I don't know if flamboyant and Dave has ever been used in a sentence before. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that word has ever come out of my mouth. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm afraid for what's going to happen to me on the couch this year. Uh, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> I would be remiss if I did not mention before we move on. Well, this is topical that Deshaun Watson comes back. This <laughs> what a transition. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bingo, speaking of, that's the segue. The segue that. Oh, put it in the pot Hall of Fame. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. It's, it's come big. <laughs> Scumbag Watson comes back. Probably doesn't even matter because Tua is, I would think, is locked in as a starter. But 
interesting that we've finally made it to this point where he will be a player in the NFL again. Um, but all right, moving on. Last game of the week, it was the Bijan Bowl that kind of really didn't mean much for Bijan, but uh, Fresh Prince and Garrett Wilson Batman meet again, and man, Garrett Wilson Batman, highest total for this team since week three. And there's some names, man. There's some names showing up here. The namesake himself. I mentioned Elijah Moore kind of showed up this week with Mike White. Well, how about Garrett Wilson showing up in a huge way? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's huge for him. Really just a lot of nice pieces. And with the win, virtually locked up uh, the right to draft Bijan. Um, So that's awesome. He's got this P. Ryan kid. This guy looks good. Um, <laughs> Great beard. <laughs> and the defense, much improved over last year. So props to Carter for um, putting some effort into that and seeing seeing the improvements over last year. Um, just a lot of a lot of good vibes with this team. That's maybe hasn't gotten quite the shine maybe he's deserved throughout the year on the podcast. Yeah, Garrett Wilson is free. He didn't have to cry about it like Elijah Moore. He he stood in there and he did his job. He did his job and he scores 23 points this week. That's good to see. Isaiah Simmons putting himself probably in the most improved player uh, list, I'd say. I mean, he's been on a tear the last seven, eight weeks again um, for a DB. I mean, he's putting up close to Derwin numbers right now. So he's been fantastic. And I have to wonder after... After this season, how much Calvin is willing to pay for Jack Sanborn? Because <laughs> this guy has been playing really well since Roquan left. I, I tell you what, guys, this this is a scrappy team. This is a scrappy team. If I who does he got left? I think he's got Calvin and uh, oh, what's his what's his remaining schedule here? Mm. It's Calvin and Colin. Calvin and Colin. If I'm that's next week. I'm a little bit worried. This is a scrappy team and it's a well-coached team because he, he made some great lineup decisions this week. His max was 201 and he had 188. I mean, for a team that doesn't have, I mean, he's got some young stars, right? But um, across the board, he doesn't have solidified guys that he's always putting in his lineup this week. He does that. He was prepared. He had a good game plan and, um, Hey, that's why he had a good week. He's a high-class professional. And he's still in line for that one-two pick right now. He's tied with record with Frazier and Riley. Easily has the scoring disadvantage against Frazier. Has about 80 on Riley. So um, right now he's got one-two, maybe Bijan Gibbs. And all of a sudden this team is looking pretty spicy. Careful, though. <laughs> It's spicy. <laughs> Man, I this team, it's it's getting close. I think we can finally see some some very significant light with these potential two game-changing running backs coming in, at least one coming in and with the way these wide receivers have been performing, I mean, Gary Wilson obviously we talk about but the other two guys, Waddle having another great season, and Ayuk has been quietly kind of having a, a little bit of a comeback season. He's been looking great. 
this defense was something that he put a lot of effort into, you know, addressing in the draft and trying to get it on the right track. Well, who needs to draft players or trade for players when you can pick up Jack Sanborn and get the dynasty linebacker seven, you know, I mean, this guy is like incredible. And so, yeah, there's pieces on both sides right now where 2023, he might be going in with some, with some real optimism. I think the one thing that could hold this team back is the quarterback position. Yeah. Um, right now, Daniel Jones, Jared Goff, and Mac Jones. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing a trend here, but uh, he trades away Kyler Murray, and you know he gets Mac and two firsts this year, which is huge. Or was it last year? So that was huge. But I don't know. Uh, he'll have to probably figure out the quarterback position if we want to see this team's you know full potential going forward. You don't believe in Danny Douchebag? Who do you believe in the most right now? Danny Douchebag, Mac Jones, or Jared Goff? <laughs> oh, give me Jared Goff. Just a veteran knows how to knows how to play the game. Yeah. Guys played at a near MVP level before. To the Lions take a quarterback. Uh, I don't know. Mac threw for three eighty two. He doesn't have anybody to throw to, and he threw for three eighty two this week. I mean, he's been hurt and I don't know all the weird stuff going on with New England's quarterback situation. I don't know. It might be him, but he should probably trade the one on one for Fields. <laughs> Just Whoa! <laughs> I mean, if Fields is a nuclear weapon, mm-hmm. you never know. Would you trade Fields for the second pick in this draft? That I'd have to think about. Mm. I already got Burrow. Mm. Interesting. Mm. All right. Something to think about, maybe, for the gala. Um, Other side of the game, the Fresh Prince, like Frazier said, I mean, the pick is essentially locked up at this point. 101 for the Fresh Prince, and obviously, like we were just talking about, that's going to Carter. Uh, I want to hand out a, a special award this week. It's the Waiver Warrior Award. Uh, this is kind <laughs> of a traveling trophy for this team, and it's going to Zay Jones this week. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. 22 points. I have a I have a confession <laughs> to put a to just put, put a bow on this year for uh Parker. I did a mean thing uh on Thanksgiving, no less. Um <laughs> Uh, I, I slipped to casual web uh, watcher T-Train that Parker was having a, a bad year and maybe mentioned a certain uh, prospect that was coming out to, to T-Train and told him to bring it up with Parker on Thanksgiving. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so uh, T-Train casually asked Parker how his web team is doing in the middle in the middle of Thanksgiving. Parker said, not a good year. It's It's not good. And he's like, well, so you should have that one-on-one locked up, and that Bijou guy, the Bijou guy is coming out. You should have him. <laughs> the dejection. I don't have my own pick. That is, that's kind of that's, fucked up. That's fucking psychotic. <laughs> but it's hilarious. But it's fucked up. It's like the plot of a horror movie. <laughs> You should get that Bijou guy, right? 
but I don't, have, I yeah. don't have my own pick. I don't have my own pick. Yeah, Zay Jones. That's pretty cool to see. Comes full circle. I mean, it's crazy to see this guy is 27. I think back to the Scouts Elite days when Dan got yelled at by Zay Jones' dad when he said he might not be that good. Mm-hmm. In the end, Dan was pretty much right, but it's, it's good to see Zay coming through here. Zay was real nice about it. I'm happy he to was. have success. He was in our DMs. He's a mm-hmm. Scouts Elite original. Mm-hmm. Rooting for that guy. All right. That is week 12. Two weeks remain. And like we learned this week, some teams are feeling a little bit of pressure. Some teams are fighting to be the best ever. Some are just fighting for an opportunity to take home the belt and web immortality. So a lot happening with two weeks to play, and it is going to be a crazy finish. That is for sure. Let's take a look at what we have in the week 13 slate with a week 13 lightning round. For sure. I'll take a step back this week too. I'll let uh, Dave be the guest picker. I'll just run. I'll just run it. Um, don't want to be too crowded here with picks. Um, so let's, let's start out. It, it's kind of an underwhelming slate. I'm not going to lie to you guys. So don't get too excited here. Um, let's start it out with... We got Dan and Parker facing off um, opposite Oof. ends of the spectrum here. We got a, a spread that I actually think I might do a late bump up on. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it at minus. Dan favored by 78 points this week versus Parker. Uh, Caleb, why don't you start us off? Yeah, that's that seems like a fair line, and I think this Dan team is due for an explosive week. He had a lot of consistency this previous week. This week it all blows up, and he. He blows out Parker. <laughs> I'm gonna take Dan as well. Yeah, yeah. G- give me Dan there. I'll piggyback what Caleb said. I think we're due for an explosion. Um, looking at his lineup, he's got Mark Andrews, Joe Mixon in there now. I mean, if, if Mixon can return to form, um, yeah, could be a scary week for this team. Mm-hmm. All right, let's keep it in the Big Five here, Wilts. Let's go over to Calvin. Uh, he's got Carter Town this week. We already talked about this game a little bit. Um, and we got Calvin favored by 38 points over Carter, the surging Carter team. Uh, Dave, what do you think? Yeah, I, I said it before. Give me Carter here. Um, I don't know if he'll have enough firepower to win the game, but I think he definitely covers that. Um... I think I'm going to go Calvin to cover. Um, looks like Mike Williams might be back in the lineup for him, so that's big. Uh, defense, full strength. Brisker might be back in. So, And Simmons on by for Carter. So I think I'm going to take Calvin to cover. Give me Garrett Wilson, Batman. I like it. <laughs> All right, let's go over to... I'm going to stay right in the big five. We're just going in order here. Um, we got Colin and Mingo facing off, um, and I I chose a, a pick on this game. I think mm. these teams are pretty even even right now. Uh, Mingo, you want to start us off? Well, you wouldn't know it, but the money makers are actually trending upward lately. Yeah, eclipsed 160 this week, so that was fun. Um, 
Still not sure who's starting in the second running back spot. That's become a little bit of a grab bag, fun <laughs> little game I play now. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to just go ahead and take myself just to fake a smile here. Take myself. You could use it like an Isaiah Spiller type, I feel like. Someone yes. could just plug yeah, and play it's every It's very week. dependable. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Colin. I think if ETN's healthy, um, Latavius Murray's in the lineup, so... He's been getting most of the carries there. I think, I think I'm going to go Colin. I'm going to take Colin as well. Um, I think he's he's got some good uh, good pop-off ability with the lineup here. Hopefully, Jahan Dotson uh, out of the flex can get more than zero like he did last week. Um, and Korf isn't lying. His running back spot, second running back spot, is literally empty in his lineup right now. Jimmy Colin. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. We got uh, Dave and Riley facing off uh, this week. We got Dave favored by 34 points. Uh, Caleb, what do you think? Ooh, this is a Riley team that had a nice little week. Dave has been solid, but have, we haven't seen the ceiling of the 300-point game we saw. Um, I'm going to go with... Riley to cover. I think there's just a couple of question marks. You got Hunter Henry in the lineup. Marcus Lawrence. Yeah, they might go Riley to cover. You know, there's there's just one player when I look at this Dave lineup that I, I think to myself, this could be the difference in covering the game, and that is a dirty Dave legend, Adam Thielen. <laughs> dirty Dave. <laughs> what do you think about that? Cooper Cup's injured. We need somebody to step up. We no longer have Tyler Lockett to depend on, so we need him. We need AT. We need the legend himself, who's been with me since the beginning. I was yelled at to trade him in 2017. (laughs) I hung on to him. I hung on to him for reasons. For weeks like this, in week 13 and 14, when we need him down the stretch. And what does he do last week? First appearance in the lineup, six to 16 points. Um, yeah, I'm going to take myself. Um, we're riding him. We're riding Austin Eckler. He's been unreal all season long again. Um, Hunter Henry's going to step up. Kamara's got a rebound. I need to see it. I want to see a two in front of it. I'll take myself. <laughs> the ultimate butterfly effect example is Adam Thielen being the difference in this matchup in week 13, 2022 to save Dave's potential bid at a three seed after we screamed at Dave to trade Adam Thielen two years ago. That was a blast from the past. I remember you just <laughs> begging him to trade you Thielen back when he was bad. Um <laughs> All right, I saved the two teams battling for this last spot here for last, um, and Josh has quite the the handful in town with Tim uh, this week. Uh, We got Tim favored by 48 versus Josh this week. Dave, what do you think? Like I said before, I think Josh is is in an okay spot still. Um, His back's against the wall this week, but I will take him to cover this. Um, let's hope Dalvin Cook can get things back on track. Um, yeah, Isaiah Pacheco's in the lineup. That was something we talked about a little bit. Who, who's going to be his flex there? So hopefully defense can pick it up. Give me Josh. Yeah, 
We've seen Josh. I don't think he's gonna go down with a without a fight. Maybe Tim has a down week finally here. I could. I know. I'll take Josh to cover. It's it's the biggest game of his season. If he can pull out a miracle here, he suddenly feels pretty decent. And this lineup, there's a lot of untapped potential here. We've been talking about it. Let's see one week where it all comes together, bounce back from the defense. I'm going to take him to cover. Mm -hmm. Would this be the biggest web regular season victory ever if he managed to win? I would say non-playoff, non-play-in scenario, probably. Mm -hmm. Upsetting the top teams, yeah. With how far ahead. Yeah, with everything he's put on the line to win this year. Yep. That'd be crazy. I kind of want to see it now. Um... Six. I don't. <laughs> I said I was going Tim fanboy before. I guess I gave that up real quick. That changed <laughs> real quick. <laughs> uh, and saving Caleb for last. He's got Frazier in town this week. Uh, Josh is the biggest Frazier fan in the world this week, even bigger than myself. And uh, I love my fans. So... <laughs> We got Caleb favored by uh, eight this week. Mingo, what do you think? Listen, this is a huge game. I mean, for, this is the sixth best team in web is David Wilson Batman. Jamar Chase is coming back into this lineup, and this is going to be a huge, huge test. This is no gimme game by any stretch of the imagination. And uh, I'm going to take the Keel Pros. I, yeah, I'm going to take myself to cover this Frazier team, not overlooking at all. There's some scary stuff here. Burrow and Chase against the Chiefs has some big boom potential. And Aaron Rodgers and possibly his last game against the Bears, throwing to Christian Watson, kind of scares me a little bit. So, And there's some players I maybe put too much slander on that could come to, back to haunt me so <laughs> fantasy gods man, yeah the fantasy gods may absolutely mm-hmm. <laughs> working some stuff up here <laughs> i don't stuff. like it i don't like that um and i'm also down Najee. it looks like and cj gj mr int and frankie luvu some stalwarts in my lineup so i think we're gonna cover i think it's gonna be a close game i think this is a good line because i think this is you know the projections for some reason on frazier's team are always low but he always easily outscores them yeah i uh it's gonna be a close one i feel i'm i'm gonna take caleb here i just um he's got chase back brock does christian watson again i agree with you guys he's he's set for a big game but i I'll say the names because I don't have anything to lose. I don't know if I can get behind David Bell, Sky Moore, and the running backs here in the lineup. <laughs> oh, oh, Dave, oh. No. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. I'll do it. That's fine. <laughs> the so, curse uh, is broken. With that said, <laughs> I like. I literally think I've specifically called out all four of those players before. <laughs> And oh, I know this is the game. week. So the start screwed. of a budding rivalry between your teams. Uh, <laughs> oh, I might get the army. I might activate him off the oh, taxi no. this week. No, you're not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> one of those funny games. That'd be sick. Oh my god. I have nightmares about this. <laughs>
Oh, and that's week 13. And that's week... Dang it. I don't want to do it. Oh, gotcha. (laughs) And that's week 13. (laughs) We can cut that earlier. Just like a professional. (laughs) Going through the laps. And that's... And that's week 13. Dave just standing in the mirror. He's like, I had a, I have a basketball game before this. And really he's standing in front of the mirror for two hours, practicing how to say all of the little catchphrases. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the uh, 13 WebEx podcast. Why does Dave host this? <laughs> I would love to uh, see that. Dave, why don't you ask someone where their head's at quick? I want to hear you say that. Now the skeleton of your team is looking right <laughs> on the stretch here. Where's your head at with how your team's been performing? Skeleton and where's your head at? That's wow. that's you two get shots. three of those in one sentence. Down you're a professional. Too. Down the stretch. Down the stretch. Oh, oh, yeah. Don't forget down the stretch. Just need like a Mingo soundboard I can use in my we everyday st- life. I I still think we need to make a bingo card for this shit. <laughs> Mm. I would just mash skeleton over skeleton skeleton. <laughs> skeleton. <laughs> oh. oh my epic god! Drinking game, epic drinking game. Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh, what are we doing? The drunk pod was yeah. that? What did we decide on that? Well, this, this was a drunk pod for me. I don't know about you. Guys. Well, <laughs> Caleb's been doing them. <laughs> I, I might have been just a just a little bit influenced by something else. We can do a drunk pod next week if you want to. I'm always down for that. Uh, didn't we decide like the the last one after the championship or something? Yes, we did. We did. Let's do that. Let's let's lock it in the season finale, season seven finale for the web.com podcast is going to be a sloppy episode. Can I come um, back, please? please? Sure. Bring a, <laughs> yes. bring your case of bush light. We're going to need all of it. Oh, we should yeah. do a round table like the old days where we all actually get together. Ooh. Ooh. Yes, please, please. I'm <laughs> so down. Uh, all right. Well, it was a fun one this week. Thank you to dirty Dave. That's a big reason why it was a fun one. Always a blast to have you on, Dirty Dave. Even if you need to uh, throw some of our words back in our face sometimes, it's okay. It's good for us. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a man of the people I'm representing, so I appreciate you letting me on here. Um, yeah, always fun. You guys, this year, I'll just say, this year compared to last, it's always been phenomenal, but you guys are having so much fun. Um, this This year has been incredible thank you it's been awesome it's every i always look forward to it every week man it's special thank you i wonder if it's because we've all kind of sucked and we're just yeah. throwing out every take we have because <laughs> we don't care everybody's it is really nice it, it is really nice for the rest of us not to listen to every single player in your lineup yeah. every single week for 15 minutes and then you talk I mean, about everybody else for like three eh, <laughs> them off. so yeah yeah, real nice. Love it. <laughs> hey, I just want to shout out the six non-web member listeners, maybe even more than that. We had 18 people on our <laughs> raft where they we the web podcast was in their top 10 most played podcasts. 18 people. <laughs> Do the math. Every single person who's listening to this or who does listen to this that isn't in this league, you are a maniac, and I love you. <laughs> Just built different. 
whoever yeah, you are. Can you? T- I want them to write in. Like, do I have a fan? Are there any Keel Pro? Let's <laughs> all the Keel Pros fans yeah. out there. Write oh, in. We need to do like secret mailbox for one of our segments yes. each week. Oh. Next, I'm starting it. That's starting it up. I'm starting an email. Oh. Boom. Season eight. It's the ideas. They're flowing in. Let's yep. go. All right. Uh, well, that's week 12. A lot of fun. And we will be back next week, week 13. Always a kind of a weird week. We've seen some of the highest scores ever in web history happen in week 13. It's always kind of a weird one. Uh, so look forward to that. And until that point, let's make it a great week. <laughs>